What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Are you thinking about starting a podcast but don't know where to start? Let me take a second to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need, all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast across a plethora of listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all the big ones. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, completely free. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, do yourself a favor and check out anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Hey everyone, if you're enjoying Increase of Our Reality, I'd really appreciate it if you could drop a review or a rating and I'll give you a shout out on the show. While you're at it, come join the Telegram group and follow the show on Instagram and across social media. If you'd like to support the show, check me out over on Patreon for early access to Inquiries of Our Reality and Big Dumb Inquiries, which is the Swapcast show I co-host with Kyle Rainey of the Big Dumb Podcast. If you'd like to pick up some merch, come check out the merch store. If you want to help me out to upgrade my equipment and pump out even more awesome content for you guys, come donate over on Anchor or Kofi. And last but not least, if anyone is interested in being a guest on the show, sponsoring the show, has a topic they want covered, or you feel you have something to contribute to the show, send me an email at inquiriesofallrealitypodcast at outlook.com. All the links I mentioned are in the show description. Just tap or click the Linktree link to be directed. Thanks, everyone. I appreciate you, and I couldn't be doing this without you. Now enjoy the show. The reality we live in can be a very strange place. Most of the time, fact being stranger than fiction. How will we ever start to understand this reality we live in unless we question everything? Join me and a guest as we unravel the mysteries of this reality, one topic at a time. This is Inquiries of Our Reality with Shane Jones. Hello everyone, and welcome to the now 29th episode of Inquiries of Our Reality. Today I have a very special guest straight from Australia. I got Aussie Grubb. And he is a Yowie enthusiast. How's it going, bro? How's it going, brother? How's it been? G'day. <laughs> oh, you know, same shit, different day. So I guess, you know, for the for the listeners that don't know what Yowie is, why don't you give them a description so that people get a get an idea of what we're talking about here? Giant hairy man. Big ones. <laughs> you could call them uh, ancient uh, hybrids. Um, no, no one really quite knows what they are, but everyone else knows them around the rest of the world as a Sasquatch. Or Bigfoot. Um, out here, we know them as Yowies. I think the name was originally coined by someone called Rex Rex Hunt. I think his name was. He was a researcher in all different kind of cryptids and mysteries about Australia. He was debunked with a lot of stuff. But on the other side, there was a lot of stuff he did bring to the table and at least pop, uh, popularise it. The term originated around the Sydney Basin area as Yahoo. And that was coined for a hairy man, hairy wild man from six to nine feet, four foot wide, uh, from five inch hair to, to a foot long hair, red, black, cinnamon, blonde, white, gray. Uh, the terms outside of Sydney started to become uh, from the other tribes were Dulagal. You've got Dulagar. Gulaga, Guli, Jin, 
uh, Jindaring. Uh, then you got the smaller, hairy ones known as the Janjidi or Devil Devil. They're slightly different. They're they're a different breed again. They're different. <laughs> they're, they're not they're not quite here. <laughs> they're kind of here, but they're not here. I think more of a more of a fairy folk, you know, more of a fae kind of a uh, apparition. I guess they're more of an apparition. The the Dulgal, the oldest tale for Dulgal or Yowie Yahoo, goes back for the Aboriginals in the first story of man and the first death of man. So there was two males or two, two brothers and a wife. One of them got jealous and the other two, which was the, say the, the, the husband and, and wife, they started to eat the wrong foods of the tribe because they were starving. And if you eat the old totem, that's, you know, that's end game. That's like almost like a first sin. The other gentleman, or the, the brother of the other brother, he left. He, he left in disgrace and decided, I'm not going to eat. So he died. And once he died, they got his body, put it into a, uh, a white gum tree. And then a yaoi came out, grabbed the gum tree, shook it out of the ground. So he's swaying it just like the old stories. You always see a yaoi, Bigfoot, shaking trees. He ripped it out of the ground. He shook the uh, cockatoos out of the trees. So cockatoos nest in gum trees. They nest in, the, in the, the dead hollows. So he shakes these two white sulfur-crested cockatoos out, and then he threw the whole lot up into space. And that became the Southern Cross. So you've got the three, uh, the, the, the three stars through the middle, the top and bottom, and there's one under the side. So the, the top two is the tree itself. The little star on the side, is the Yowie itself, his eyes. And then uh, yeah, that's, that's how he was described at the time, that it was two red eyes. And then as he threw this thing up, the two stars on the sides of the Southern Cross are the two cockatoos chasing the, oh no, sorry, no, that's the two Southern Pointers. There's another two, it's called the Southern Pointers and then the Southern Cross. And you can see the two Southern Pointers chasing the cross, which is made of the tree, the body of the man and the Yowie. So the Yowie is known here in some areas as the spirit of death as well. Or the, you know, the caretaker of death, which is the Dulgar, which is the larger ones. The smaller ones, they're different again. <laughs> uh, so you guys got that's the name itself. Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous. Like, and, and they're a lot more like substantial than they are over here in America. Like you, you've shown me in multiple different footprints and for all the listeners, I posted them on the uh, Instagram a couple of times, but even you not even looking for them, you stumbled across these giant footprints and they're honestly unexplainable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, about two and a half hours or actually, no, there's an hour and a half hour drive from, from where I am. So it's probably, yeah, it would be about two and a half hours from Sydney. Uh, there's a place called sunny corner and it's renowned for gold and it's got old gold mines. It's still got, you can still find the original, Balls of lead, uh, sorry, not lead, uh, mercury amalgam with the gold, if you're lucky. And um, so that's that's from the original 1800 mining systems that were out there, the, the, all the old timers out there mining. And um, we, I, I decided, let's, let's go and get some fun. Let's, let's, get, let's get some gold. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be too hard, eh? You know? 
So I, I, I went out a couple of times and um, you know, got a pan. I uh, got a sluice now, little little uh, battery operated sluice, which is pretty good. And um, we just started going out and taking taking the wife, the son, or some other mates out. And then one apparent time we went out, and the the creek the creeks were flowing. I think this this creek was called Mitchell's Creek in Sunny Corner. And uh, we just pull off the road. There's a little like a tunnel that goes under the road for the for the for the creek. Just on the other side, there's big boulders so it's all granite land so there's granite quartz there's lots of clay and then there's a uh this big boulder in the middle of the creek the creek at, the, at its widest is probably about maybe 10 15 feet and this boulder is easy maybe two feet rounds maybe you know it's, it's fairly big rounded so it looks quite difficult to the, you know kind of stand on right yeah and there's a uh there's a log, a big, a big shit, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm, I'm talking my hands. There's this big, you know, near Coke size diameter, right? Mm-hmm. Across the top of this log, this, not this, 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 this fucking boulder. And I'm kind of staring at it and I'm like, that's, it can't be from any dog, you know, it'd be the biggest kind of animal that would be doing it. And I'm and I'm thinking not even a human like they they you, you couldn't be able to squat on the rock to be able to you know do your business in the middle of the creek so your feet would be in the water you know mm-hmm. and I'm I'm kind of my common sense is kicking in I'm going that's that doesn't look right I've never heard of these things before this right I, I I've got no idea what I'm looking at I'm just looking at this huge mess on this rock and I'm like there's no human around man that could like make something that large hey you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I'm like that's that's just really weird that it's just yeah we all had a laugh about it and then um yeah kind of forgot all about it and then a few months later went back out after I found out about this all this all this yellow yellow stuff you know and um yeah, in the wet. Just there you go. There's footprints all over the joint. You can see human footprints. You can see the tread. And then you can see these weird, fucking weird-looking footprints. And yeah, there's, no, there's, no, there's no shoe. Skinny. They're really skinny in the midsection. But then they, they yeah, I don't know. They look weird. Uh, kangaroos normally, when they, when they hop, it'd, it'd be like two, two toes like this. Their feet land right next to each other. So it looks like a, a weird... Kind of, yeah, yeah. Almost like a V shape. Yeah, it's almost yeah, but they're pointy. It looks claw like a giant claw stuck into the ground. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you can see there's there's actually one line of these things, and that's that's a kangaroo, wallaby, uh, polaroo. There's lots of different kinds of a little um, hopping type of kangaroo type of uh, marsupials that we got. But this thing was yeah, very weird, very weird. You can see the weight depressed because you can see other human footprints around there. One's at the same age as that other footprint. And they, they, that's only just the tread. But this thing is sunk in like a good, you know, inch at least, you know. And you can see the mud kind of warp up from the sides of it. Like it's really freaking, it's moved that mud around. <laughs> you can see there's a bit of weight behind it. And then we camped there once too, before I knew any about this. And uh, I was there with my family and another family. And we went panning down to the bottom, we came back up, we camped on top of the ridge. And uh, that night, I could hear 
like we've got wild dogs. Dogs do get out and uh, they breed out in the national parks and in the state state parks. And they, uh, you know, a large pack would get, you know, 10, 10 dogs of different ranging sizes in one wild pack. Um, so I, I assumed that there would be wild dogs out there, but it, you know, I could hear this in the middle of the night, like yapping. It sounded like at least four, five individuals playing like yapping playing or something but they weren't there was no barks there was no yips or like a like a, that's that squealy of a of a dog you know what i mean mm-hmm. but it sounded like jackals almost you know no real bark no real dog sound but like yeah and i just thought oh, that's, wow there's there's a lot of wild dogs down there i thought fuck <laughs> be careful and then um the next morning the the other family thought that i'd got up and gone to the toilet and that I, they, they thought I was so drunk, I, tr- I tried to get into the wrong tent, right? And uh, I'm looking at them and I said, oh, like, I, I never got up that night. I never left the tent. And then, and then going, someone's going, trying to get into their tent. <clears throat> We're in the middle of nowhere, eh? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, I never, who the fuck tried to get into their tent then? And they're just, ah, oh, yeah, it's funny, blah, 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 blah. Just totally forgot about it. And I'm still thinking, what the fuck? You know, who like doesn't sound right. And the farmer came up, this old farmer. He like out here, it's like if you own that land, he may have been out there for easy 60, 60 years. He's could have been his family, his property, you know. So he's been out there forever. And he pulls up and he's looking off in the distance, talking to us like a, you know. So you guys camped up here, did you? And we're like, Yeah, yeah, just went, did some panning down the bottom and everything. He's like, uh, you know, there's dingoes out here. You know, there's dingoes, and he's like looking off into the into the, into the, into the tree line. You know, he's, he's just, you know, there's dingoes out here. You know, <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, I thought maybe wild dogs. Oh, about fucking dingoes. He's like, yep, yep. He's like, he's sure of it. You know, this and that. And then I go home, and then I finally found out about this Yowie stuff. And then there's like multiple sightings from Sunny Corner. And I'm thinking, <laughs> oh fuck, what, the, what, what is this? <laughs> I think he knew and he was just trying, he was like trying to warn you guys without scaring you. That's why he was saying that it was that. Yeah. He looked, he looked, he looked like he was kind of hiding something, but he had a chat about it. And he goes, yeah, I remember seeing him run across here. Like, but he was talking about the dingoes and I know, I know that they're around and I don't know if, uh, if wild dogs eventually turn into a dingo dingo type of type of specimen. But I mean, we, we do get black and white dingoes. Um, we've got alpine dingoes as well out in the mountains. So, I mean, it's possible, but I did some research and I haven't found anyone talking about dingoes in Sunny Corner. So, so yeah. Do, it was, do dingoes uh, go after people or are they like scared by people where they run off like a lot of other dogs, like wild dogs? Yeah, they'll, they'll cross your path. They'll, uh, yeah, it'd be more, more of a wild dog kind of um, skittish. A friend of mine was snow walking and he, as he's, as he's walking up the snow, this white dingo just walked out in front of him, kind of looked around, looked at him and then walked off. So it's a rare sighting. Up by your guys' tents or anything like that. So like the dingo narrative wouldn't necessarily fit with the whole tent being rattled and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. That's that's the kind of thing that, because I definitely heard down in the bottom of the valley, uh, this is on Turpin's Creek. So it's a little, I think it's a little bit further north of um, the main sunny corner, or at least Mitchell's Creek. You go north from that. And it's a dry creek, and there was only one pool of water too. So it was 
But uh, it's, it's, it's a dry creek, but you get more of a more pickers. Mm-hmm. They're not quite flakes. You're actually like a decent size little nuggets. And um, but there was only one little puddle of, uh, of water, um, but it was lush down at the bottom though. There was a lot of stinging nettles and uh, blackberries and shit from the the settlers. They always used to, if they'd find a good patch, they'd layer it with blackberries and fucking stinging nettles and shit, so no one could get into it. <laughs> so, so there's heaps of them around. So there was there was a lot of food. It was kind of dry, but it was no, it was da- in, in the bottom. There is a lot of uh, groundwater. You know, you dig you dig enough, there'd be water come up out of the creek. Mm-hmm. And um, but yeah, that's yeah, the noises. I was. Yeah, I was, I was like, there's definitely something going on down there. But uh, before that, I had um, a couple of experiences. It's my, my very first experience. Have you ever had any experiences? Uh, not as far as like Yowie or Bigfoot. Um, the state that I live in, they're not really prevalent in my area. There's more so legends as far as like, you know, the Upper Peninsula. Um, I've had mm. different type of experiences, but not, not anything that's, you know, Bigfoot or Yowie related. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, this, this is the kind of uh, uh, another channel I've been following. It's um, the big game hunter called Steve Isidol. I S D O H L. So I think it's I think it's Norwegian or Dutch, but he's he's in Canada. He's in BC, and the amount of stories and information and and knowledge that's come out of him is fucking mind blowing, eh? Like. Uh, Indian stories, Aboriginal stories, um, all sorts of, uh, there's a, I think he's, I don't know if it was Cherokee or another type of Indian. He, he had these uh, uh, like diaries, hundreds of diaries. And it's all in Cherokee or, or I can't remember the, uh, Chakwa or something. And he's translating them all. And it's coming out with all this information about this, uh, um, the, how his family used to deal with them and the communications and the, uh, the rituals that were involved with them and, and, and all this shit. It's fucking, yeah, it's mind blowing. And then uh, physicists, nuclear physicists that have had experiences with these things that like, he just, it's just knowledge. They, like these, these people are, uh, you know, top, top secret clearances and they're having experiences and they're being told, shut the fuck up. And so they're like, well, we've got the internet now. We've got the ability to actually just do our own research now. <laughs> so, that's the and, truth um, of it. You got to love the internet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But it seems, I mean, you, you probably heard about the whole idea of maybe aliens and other, other like interdimensional aspects of them spirit spiritual quantum whatever the fuck it is that are they actually like if have you had paranormal experiences i have had paranormal experiences yes <laughs> yeah see that is is it is is there a difference is it the same it kind of is, seems like is, is it an apparition you see it's uh yeah it's it's strange because I, I i um i'm starting to use this now because Instead of trying to find UFOs, instead of trying to uh, channel an entity, instead of trying to like uh, um, Stephen Greer communicate and fucking communicate with the aliens or wh- whatever it is, if you were able to just go for a walk out in the bush somewhere and get some mind speak or have an experience like this, that proves so many other things 
like the government knows and all these other things, you know what I mean? That just for me, whatever happened, like Bible stories, where, where does this thing fit into this? Cause if it's there and they are international, they're fucking everywhere. There's gotta be that like there's stories, whatever story that someone wants to come up with has to fucking fit these motherfuckers in somehow. Cause we know, we know they're more real than most things that we know of. You know what I mean? We're still yeah. waiting for disclosure about UFOs. But if you just go for a walk out to your push and see a footprint, you're like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? <laughs> There's different variations of them, just like people. It's like they're all within the same species, but the descriptions are slightly different where you're saying they're more like red haired where you're from. And up here, yeah, we kind of yeah. describe them as like more like a brown haired type thing. So it's like it would make sense that maybe they just were a different species that evolved uh, through time. And that's why there's different variations of them for different regions. Because then you got mm. like the, you know, like abominable snowman or like, you know, stuff like that. That's uh in like Arctic type regions where they're like white haired Bigfoots, essentially, you know, or like Yetis. That's yeah, even, for it, yeah, even grayer skin, grayer skin, a lighter colored skin as opposed to a like jet black charcoal skin. Like <clears throat> all these different kinds of, uh, um, yeah, you're right. Yeah, phenotypes. Yep, exactly. So many different kind of phenotypes, you know. Have you, have you, have you read any of these, um, DNA genetic testings that they've done with them all. No, actually, or... but if you want to share them with the listeners, I'd appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think uh, the four one one got two hundred samples. Uh, what's his name? The missing four one ones. Can't remember his name. The ex FBI guy. He managed to get two hundred samples. There's another guy called Scott Scott Carpenter. He's done a book. And I think he references that that 200 samples that that that's the samples that he used. Mm-hmm. He used different methods of collection from um, saliva to like hair samples of double sided sticky tape on trees, trying to get just samples. And he got it tested the matrilineal DNA, or the 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 female side, the Y chromosome that came out as. I think it's one. No, it's X. X chromosome. <laughs> one of them. Say X, yeah, X. Two X's is a, a female, X. and then X yeah, and Y is X, a male. X chromosome. That's the one. So the X, X chromosome, the matriarchal DNA, always comes back as human. See, that's so they are half wonder if it's like human. an offshoot of like humans in a sense. Like maybe there was like a spot in the path of like human evolution where we like split into like the hairless apes. Yeah, and like the yeah, humans, yeah, you know? yeah. It's getting there. I've, I've, I've got a, I've got a bit of a, I don't know. It's just a, just an idea out of, out of, out of this, as well as something else that, that came up recently about um, humans and whatnot. Because I don't, I don't mind looking at the uh, uh, Paleolithic, Ice Age, um, uh, human cultures because the Aboriginals come no harp from that era. You know, mm-hmm. they harp from the Ice Age and previous Ice Age. So it's uh, like during those fluctuations, there was warm areas and then cooler areas. So they've been here for 50,000 years. So they say it's, there's other people here now that it's the thing is, though, is that it's that African DNA that's here. They came here. I think it's through patriarchal DNA rather than the matriarch. But with the, with the, these, the, these Bigfoot DNA, it's come back at they, the male side, the patriarchal DNA always came back as unknown. It was a, a never a classified species, or it wasn't in the databanks of everything else that they got, and so that started making everyone speculate aliens and, and fucking, you know, anything, any, everything else, right? Now I think 
there's a UK scientist um, who's had his own experiences and now has like terminal cancer. Um, and he's communicating at the moment through this Stevie Siddle guy. He's on YouTube. He's um, every now and then he'll get this, this um, Edgar. I can't remember his last name, but Ed, Edgar would email him. And uh, he seemed to have been abducted, involved with a Bigfoot incident near a nuclear facility in the UK. That kind of goes into that interdimensional kind of aspect of like possible Bigfoot, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's on his channel. It's a fucking random encounter. Whether it's real or not, it doesn't matter. But he's still emailing back. Now his son's emailing him because um, this original guy, he's, he's really sick. He's not in good shape. Um, <clears throat> but he's now turned around and said, I've got over 2,000 samples. And he has the patriarchal DNA sequenced. And all that's, that's, that he's released so far about it is that it's made of a handful of multiple creatures. And that's all he's let out so far, but they are sequenced. <clears throat> and so we could be thinking Australopithecus, Austral, Austral, caveman. <laughs> Just make it easy. Fucking, <laughs> yeah. Australopithecus, that's the one. There you go. And then the uh, the the bigger one, Gigantus. There's a there's a larger one, so but a Australian fucking salute. <laughs> got a got a local military base, Air, Air Force. So we get some planes coming over. Hercules, American Hercules. We got uh, that our base here is a transport transport hub, so we got all the um what do you call it? The Hercules, the C-130s, the uh, Starlifters, um, Globemasters. Anyway, <laughs> a bit distracted there. It's all good. Uh, I always wanted to talk about yeah. military bases too a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this, um, he, he's sequencing is, is like a, a multitude of animals. Now, like I said, I don't, I don't know if it's more prehistoric human. Uh, is it male human or is it like gorilla and orangutan or is it bat? Like a dog, you know. What, what you know, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, he, he hasn't he hasn't given any more details than that. But it seems that it is sequenced, and it is from here. But the trick is, though, it, it is it pretty much guarantees the fact that it is genetically manipulated, and that's the point. That it is a designed creature with a genetic age of. Now, he's mentioned two sets of years at the moment, which is 15,000. That could have been a slip of the tongue, and it might be referred to 50,000. So then that kind of now, goes into think, people possibly being more advanced than we thought in the past, of course, that maybe people did have the ability to genetically alter things. Or it goes into the whole kind of like alien theory, which I'm sure you guys have a lot of different weird alien history as far as uh you know australia goes where maybe there was some yeah, other species yeah. that was star people and stuff yeah. yeah exactly yeah yeah I've, I've actually got this uh uh yeah kind of a kind of a bit of an idea with this so we've got we've got we are all recognized as uh homo sapiens sapien via the genetic coding of that we all came from africa from maybe two thousand females or something 12, 12 females or some small group of humans that bottlenecked um, 70,000 years ago. I think that's the case. 
And then from there, we spread and then say the Aboriginals came down to Australia from Africa 50,000 years ago. See, that that's getting pushed back, right? But they don't want to get past that 50,000, 50, 45,000 year period. And if this Yowie fucking DNA goes back to that same era, were we actually created at the same time? Hey, man, if you believe in all the Anunnaki stuff, that could have been like, uh, all right, let's see which project works better. <laughs> mm. Well, it, like our DNA goes back to 50,000 years. Uh, uh, the, the other one is the Cro-Magnon. See the jewel. The difference is with the jewel is they say that farming and a different particular diet changed the shape of our jaw and got rid of our uh, pronasticism, which is the, 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 the teeth line and the bottom of the jaw sticking out further than the nose or, or the forehead. Now ours is now goes, goes back in, right? Like the prehistoric man that, world where it was the big jaw. That that's right. Like monkey, monkeys, the same, same as monkeys, the same as all this kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly right. Now they say that that's an adaptation from farming or cooking with fire. One, one of the two has, has reduced the shape of our jaw. It's, it's changed it. But this Bigfoot thing, I've just found that uh, coming to the idea that the, the gap between the nose and the upper jaw is almost twice as big as ours. So there's a long, there's a, there's a long gap between there. All the nose is half, half the length to create that, to create that proportion, to make it, make it give that monkey look. Even, even if you look at the Patterson film, you zoom in, you get some good HD footage of that Patterson film. You can see this, this gap here is twice. It's huge. It's like this. Say for so all the audio this. listeners, you're <clears throat> describing the, uh, the distance between your nose and your upper lip. Yeah, yeah. You can see there's... Um, yeah, I'm not sure we'll be able to do it now. There's uh, a guy called on YouTube. He's called Thinker Thunker. And uh, he's an artist. He's, he's a, he paints animals and humans, portraits and things like this. And he's decided to, uh, he must have had his own experience because now he's, he's all over Bigfoot and debunking videos and then uh, proving that other particular videos have a non-human entity running through the shot, you know? And uh, yeah, he's, he's, he points out uh, you can't change the positions of the joints on the body. Even if you wear a suit, your elbow will be your elbow. You can't change that. But then in these beasts, you can see that the hand coming down to the knee. All right? And the, the, the proportions can't be a suit because a human can't fucking manipulate, make a suit that can change where your elbow position is. You know what I mean? Yeah, where, exactly where you bend at. Mm. And he uses it. He looks at it as a, just as an artist understanding the proportions like there's you know sacred geometry mm -hmm. proportions of nature and he's like these things have not got a human proportion it's just there's nothing you can do about it like some of me can say you know this one looks fake and apparently there's some that he's pulled out and he goes these are fake um to get like this particular guy has like 20 hits 20 20 videos of bigfoot and then you're kind of like mm. i mean he even gets the trees in the background and he goes that's a sapling Saplings at that age, they're going to be uh, one inch to two inches. And then he'll use that as a reference to be able to measure the rest of the picture. Whatever's in shot. So he, he can actually fucking, yeah, he goes all out. But uh, the DNA thing though, why, like, 
why is there a guy in the UK experiencing Bigfoot that a he said it was jumping. It looked like it was doing some kind of exercise in front of him. And then it started to, from the bottom up, start to go invisible. So he'd, he'd be doing like a, like a, oh, I forgot what you call it. You tuck down and then you jump up, tuck down, jump up. It looks like he was jumping up to reach something. And the higher he got, the more invisible he became. And then turned around and looked at him. And the next thing he knew, he trembled. And then he seems like he blacked out of fear. And the next thing he knew, everything was gone. His phone was on the ground. So he picked up his phone. He realized he's missing a sock. <laughs> but his shoes are back on. He ran back to his car. His phone starts going crazy when he gets back into reception. He gets into his car. He drives, and, then, and then he realized his undies are on backwards. See, that sounds like, a, his like phone. an O type of experience almost now. Uh, uh. And then his phone started going crazy. So he, he went through the messages and there were messages from all over the world, from Japan, Europe, um, Africa, fucking India, Asia, America, South Africa, South America, going, welcome back home. Welcome back home. Welcome back home. Welcome back home. And the next day his phone was dead. It was, it was wiped, destroyed. He doesn't know what the fuck happened. But he, this guy is the one that's getting the DNA samples. He's like, fuck this shit. You people don't want to, you know, like he's he's a nuclear scientist, bro. He's working on fucking, <laughs> <laughs> he's got like top secret security passes and shit. And this dude's now, nah, he's like, um, no, nah, I'm done with this. I'm going to find out. So he's he's doing this. And I think he's writing a book now. His name's Edgar. That I can't remember his last name. I don't think he's given it out yet. But yeah, this, this DNA suggests 50,000 years. And apparently we actually have there's there's a certain amount of chromosomes where there's, there's some of them are fused together mm-hmm. and that's almost permanent throughout human dna it's this 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 pair of chromosomes that are fused this one doesn't have this fused uh it's not fused in the in the in the, in the, in the yaoi dna or the bigfoot dna so it's is that where the abilities come from you know, they, they say that human DNA has got a lot of junk DNA in it. But is it really junk DNA? <laughs> I don't think there's anything really junk about DNA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's there for a fucking reason, eh? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't want to be fucking with that shit. But 50, if that goes back 50,000 years, then, like you said, the Anunnaki and, and this, this genetic manipulation, that's the era that it took place. So the, the, the creation, all these gods that come here, I, I'm, I'm, I wonder, like they say, that humans or the, the higher species on this planet somehow um, got the power of the gods somehow. We, we, we did wrong by God somehow and got too close to the power of God. So I, I wonder if maybe say a, a non-spiritual entity alien came here, physical, started fucking with the DNA, or, or, or they were already here, like reptilian from like, fuck, if it only takes us 5,000 years to make copper and then fly to the moon, uh, or at least get what we have now, then, and the earth is 4 billion years old, right? We know how many times, uh, how many, how many creatures have like developed and then just left earth? 
Yeah, you know, or, or just became extinct over time. Or, you know, like the Bigfoots, for example, they could be like a very endangered species for all we know. Or, you know, different variations okay. like Yowie and all that kind of stuff, of course, too. Mm. They could just be endangered mm. species from a species that's slowly been dying out through the years. Or, like you were saying with that one that jumped uh, up and started disappearing, maybe they just have, like you were saying also, more abilities that we don't have because they have adapted to be able to hide themselves, for example, you know? Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, you got you got so many people thinking maybe is it is it frequencies? Are they using some type of um, infrasounds, vibrations? Are they using the electricity in the air? Are they are they are they using magic? Are they fucking making portals? Are they like what 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 is that? You know, and the the, the other thing is though is there is some Aboriginal elders and they're called lawmen or clevermen. Mm-hmm. That are able to do the same things today, exactly the same as what a Yowie does, and stories of famous old um, wise men, clever men, being able to do the same things that that we say that Yowies can do today. So, why can't we all do them? It's one of those things they push through the years where uh, they, they try to pull you away from source in a sense, you know, like to make it so you don't realize what your abilities could potentially be because then they can't control people. If people realize that they might have abilities like that. Mm. Yeah. I mean, fuck, what would you do if you could just make portals? That's what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> like fuck having a normal job and being part of the rat race, man. At that point, it's just like, fuck it. I'm gonna make a portal and go to another universe. <laughs> mm. Well, it, like, is it, is it like if Yowie's uh, say, have you heard of the, um, the, 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 say, the Akashic records. The uh... now have have these things obviously might have that type of collective consciousness that they have got access to this you know Akashic records million year memory, for instance. Dude, we we might too because a lot of these like geniuses that are on this planet that create a bunch of crazy shit they all say that like they don't feel like it was their idea it just popped into their head one day like maybe they found mm. a way to tap into the into the Akashic records also. And maybe it's but something you that notice some that they are. have to. This this phone I'm holding is the Akashic records, but it's 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 not it's not from here or here. You know, it's it's not from source. It's we're actually creating one from outside of ourselves to try to fill that void that we're looking for. That if we had access to the Akashic records, we wouldn't need a phone. We wouldn't make the technology developments that we've got. Yeah. So I wonder if they turned it off in us simply for us to do that they want us to actually create create a a within this reality another reality we're actually we're like we're actually like do you know what i mean because yeah, it's turned off into us. another this, this, these abilities we want to make we now need to technologically make a fucking portal so yes. we made a car and so we made a made it made a chariot and so we've made a, a plane so because we, we're trying to make eventually make a fucking portal it's like it's the end game, isn't it? Like, I don't know. <laughs> that goes down the race, man. We could be inside of another created reality that's inside of another created reality that's inside of another one. And maybe these Yowies are the ones that are in the other created reality beyond ours. And that's why they can pop into ours and then eventually we'll create a reality in ours. Yeah, exactly. Like Metaverse. That's like another reality within a reality. Come on now. Uh, well, that's that's what um, Aboriginals say that they, they, they call them today. They go, they are the custodians of the land. Right. They were given the dreaming by the creator and it's for them. Their abilities are higher than all the other animals. It's our job to be the custodians. 
So when, when Westerners first came here, they walked around and they're going, what the fuck? You go, they're like, this, this entire continent, every square inch has been gardened, has been manicured to be exactly the way it's supposed to be. For hunting, for gathering, and like the whole place was a giant farm and they were the custodians of this farm. Adiyao is then that next level up for these other spiritual entities. So you've got the Janjidi as well. Like I said, the Janjidi, they're, they're different. So these smaller ones, which are in um, Indian myth as well. It's in um, mythos, but traditions. Is the smaller hairy men and their cheekiness, <laughs> which just kind of brings it back to the Fae and the way that they might come in and, and take, take babies or uh, uh, trolls little little um, manifestations of uh, tricksters uh, the 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 joker kind of kind of aspect so they'll they'll um, um, there's still pygmies up in Queensland there's photos of them only growing maybe maximum three three and a half four feet tall the women were, were a little bit shorter they were hairless or say like us, they're like normal humans, but a bit shorter. Say the Hobbit, pretty much the same as a Hobbit. But then there was, they had full on hairy, small Janjidi, and they're still witnessed today. They're still seen. Um, but I've also heard other stories where uh, one guy is, uh, he's caught some poltergeist activities happened around him. He's got some old Aboriginal ancestry. And because of the, the, these bad things that were happening around his house and haunting his family and everything else. They gave him a Junjidi spirit as a spirit guide or as a, as a, uh, uh, a protector spirit. Mm-hmm. And they named him Brownie. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually this guy, you know, he was into his meditations and everything else. And um, he learned how to astroplane. Um, or at least you know, try try to meditate to the states where he could enter these areas, and then he could basically see Brownie. And Brownie was a little Aboriginal, looked like a small Aboriginal boy, but an adult with crystal blue eyes. But when they go into the plane together, they would be uh, this hairy, stinky smelling of death. You know, the the whole stench, everything else. You could tell he was around because the smell was there, and it would actually scare his little girl. His little girl was young enough to actually see him on a regular basis. <laughs> and this is just the spirit that these Aboriginals gave him. And they and he's like, you got to help me. He's going crazy. Like there's this all bounce around in the fucking house, smashing everything. And he's like, they've gone to his, he, the, the, the people that gave it to him. And he's like, just tell him you've got to, you know, you've got to speak to him. Like respect him or, you know, kind of say, look, don't come around when, when, uh, when the daughter's out, you scare her. You know, all this stuff. And so now they've got a bit of a companionship going. It's interesting though, because this is known as a Janjidi. He's a Janjidi spirit. Or he was maybe a clever man from the smaller, the smaller people. He's passed away, but his spirit is still here. He's got a purpose that he needs to do. This is this is the way that they describe it. That uh, he, you know, he's he's done things and that his duty now is to be as long as it takes to be a spirit guide for the people that are still here. And then once he's finished, completed his tasks or whatever, learned his lessons, then he can pass on or whatever. But um, when he would go into the astro plane because he would have maybe uh, an attachment in the house, 
on a dole or something that, that something's there, they move to a new house and they're getting haunted. He'll go into the astro plane and then him and Brownie will go and capture the entity and then take it off. He would follow Brownie. Brownie would know where to go. He would go to this area in the desert where there would be this prison and they would lock them in there. So some, some on the other level, on, on the level of the dreaming or being able to cross over or to astro plane, whatever these people are doing, the Aboriginals have been doing it forever. And it was given to them to get into contact with their ancestors, which is the Janjidi spirits. So it seems that there is, there's like this link, but the, the, it's, it crosses over all paranormal aspects. If you know what I mean? Yeah. To go out and find a, find, to find a Bigfoot evidence of, or an experience confirms like so much other things, so many other aspects of our reality. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's fucking. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's my kind of curiosity with it because it is so, it's so here it's, it's in this reality, 3d reality, like flesh and beast. They've been shot before they've been hunted. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's, there's like a, a, I try to say these things don't exist, but I just, yeah, I don't know. I think if, if, I know you said you had some some different stories that are that were known in your region. Uh, if you'd like to share those too, so people can see like firsthand experiences with different people actually seeing these types of things too, that'd be really mm. cool. Yeah, yeah. I had uh, just recently, I had a friend of mine. Um, I've been talking to him about this stuff. He's 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 a good Catholic. He's, he practices and and he's like, ah, oh, the things aren't real. The things aren't real. But out here, it's well known in this area that there's panthers we've got panthers in this area and uh, one day he's driving to work and he could see these bright yellow eyes sitting on the side of the road coming down from from up in the mountains coming down to work bright yellow eyes and he's just sitting there staring at them as he goes past and at eye height it's it's it was a black panther and so he's ringing up back home to go and have a look and everything else and no one believed him then they went back there and we got wires which is the wildlife uh Wildlife inspectors and rangers that'll come out and get injured wildlife and stuff. He came out and had a look and they trace these footprints back. So there is a fucking great big black panther running around the blue mountains. <laughs> if there's like, they're not native. They're not here. They shouldn't be here. We have fucking no idea where they came from. Like <laughs> but there's great big cats running around the mountains. Could have been some, and, uh, some wild cat collector, you know, and maybe they just got loose and then they started breeding in the region. Possible. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, it'd be tricky to get them in here, but um, yeah. There's a will, there's a way, man. If people have enough money. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Now, now, I told him about some of these experiences that we've had locally around here with, with uh, you know, Yahoos and Dula girls and stuff. And uh, he's just like, nah, it's bullshit. Bullshit. But he's, but he's seen this Black Panther that no one believes in. So I'm like, i <laughs> So, uh, so um, yeah, around here in the Blue Mountains, we've got... Uh, Behind, behind me, directly behind me, we've got Bowen Mountain. And uh, up there in the 90s, that's, this is where I go now at the moment to get some uh, bush tucker, some herbs and spices and shit, medicines. And uh, <laughs> when they were first started building their houses up there, there was one that was thumped on 
it started banging on the brick wall. It was shaking the house. It happened a few times and it never happened again. And they, they didn't know anything about it. They didn't see any footprints. There was nothing around the house. It's literally in the middle of nowhere at the time when this place was built. The closest thing would have been within 20 kilometers, just bushland and mountains, right? And uh, so they, they, they're shocked. They've got no idea what's going on. Months later, when the houses, his house is built, there's another house getting built behind them and they've got some kids. And uh, the kids are just playing like handball on their, on their driveway. Mm-hmm. And then one of them seeing across the road, the skeleton of, of, of the house. So it's just the framing of the house. And there's a, a figure, a huge black figure standing next to, hanging onto the tree. So there'd be, there's, it's, it's uh, like, it almost looks like it's part of the tree, but it's between the framing of the house, staring at them. And they all stopped and turned around and looked and they're like, this isn't, it's, yeah, it's creepy. Why is someone staring at us? And at their age, they didn't quite see the difference between it and other people, you know, they're only young. And um, so they just thought it was a creepy person. But then when they go up the next few days later, they go and have a look and they realize it's, you know, eight feet tall. And, uh, but no, no one believes you. No one believes them, except for this other family that actually had their house bashed on. And um, so I've been up there recently and uh, one day I finished work early. And so this is before I knew anything about these big foots and everything. So it's a few years ago. So I raced up the mountain. I'm like, oh, I've got some time. You know, I'm going to get up there and get some, some berries and shit, you know, go and have a look. And uh, I kind of just like marched in there. I had my, my earphones in. I was listening to some music or something or a podcast or something. I'm just kind of like, yeah, I just stomped my way in. This is all mine. And then suddenly I just had this, it was this crazy feeling as if like the police are about to rock up and I'm about to go to jail. And I'm just, oh, I just cringed. It was like the hair on the back of my neck. And I'm like, what? And I looked around for the police. I don't know. I'm thinking, oh, I'm about to get arrested. Well, what have I done wrong? Like, <laughs> I'm kind of looking around and, I'm, and I, 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 t- I took the earphone out and I'm like, kind of listening. It's just dead silent, eh? And I'm, huh. I put the earphone back in and bang, just this, this pulse of just like, you, 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 you are going, yeah, that's it. You're going to get executed, mate. This, this is it. Um, I'm, what, what, am, what, what the hell? I'm looking around and I'm like, maybe I'm going to turn the phone off. So I turned my phone off and I just put my pocket and it just would not go away. I, I just felt so uncomfortable. I, I just like, I'm like, cause I'm, I was a little bit arrogant. I'm like, yeah, I'm taking these fucking flowers. These are mine. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and then it was just like, oh, I've broken the law, man. Like, oh, I could not, I couldn't shake it. And so I had to leave. I had to leave the area and I went further up somewhere away. And it kind of went away, you know. It started to dissipate. And I started working my way down the mountain. And then I heard tractors down at the bottom of the mountain. So I must have been grading the road, the fire trail. Mm-hmm. And right down the bottom of that valley, it does look like there's a transition between, say, Daragland and um, Darkagen. So it's, I think it's a tribal boundary. It's right at the very top of the peak of the highest mountain before you drop down into the Sydney Valley. Right, and so there's this there's this one valley. And it's very dark down there, and um, it seems like there's a ceremonial procession. And uh, so even when I went down there as a kid, my father took me up there, and I walked down, and the trees would be looking at you. You know, you like uh, you walk down one direction, it's fine, but when you turn around, you walk back the other way, all the trees are looking at you. So there's very very eerie feeling down there, even when it's since I was a kid. And I took my son up there, and he had the same feeling. He's like, oh, "This is this is sus. <laughs> Something not right about this." 
the trees have got eyes, you know, they've all got the, the, the knots in the tree and these gum trees and they're all twisty. And, but anyway, like I could hear tractors down there grading the road, cleaning it up and I'm walking down and then suddenly I'm like, I don't even want these motherfuckers to see me. And I could start to hear one of these tractors starting to make their way back up the, 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 the S, the S bends trying to make it back up the mountain. Mm-hmm. And so I started run, try to outpace it, run back up the mountain, right? I don't know why. I'm like, I'm running for these fuckers, man. They're doing something. I don't know what the fuck's going on, right? <laughs> and then I, then I realized that uh, like later on reading, because this is before I ever knew about these Yowies, right? And then I'm like, these must be, uh, uh, like now when I research it now, I have a look at it now. I'm thinking, did the tractors create some kind of fucking infrasound vibration through the ground to make me feel that feeling? Or... Did the tractors scare something that was down there up the mountain? And then I started to cut it off from the top of the mountain, coming down the mountain off the trail. And it was kind of caught between us. And it was trying to tell me, like, projected me to go away. Or the other one is the fact that the, the tractors were making infrasounds, which is thought to create paranormal effects in people or like paranoia or uh, kind of fear. You know what I mean? <clears throat> So do you think so, those tractors uh, were there for a reason purposely trying to do that? Or do you think it just happened to be coincidental? Yeah, it was, it, it was, they, they were just grading the road. You know, they did, they come down to clean up the fire trail because it's, they, they're, they're fire trails. They need to be cleaned up. They need to be used for evacuation or to get access to an area to put it out, you know? Mm-hmm. So they're down there to, to physically clean it up, like actually grate the roads and uh, fix it up. But whether they were breaking, breaking ceremony, you know, were they were they were they breaching uh, L O R E law? You know, were they trespassing, so to speak? And uh, I don't know. It could have been sacred land, like you were saying with the Aborigine. That's right. Aboriginal yeah, that's that's kind of seems like that. Yeah, that's right. And so another time, I went down by myself, and I'm walking down. Uh, it was winter time, so generally there's not going to be uh, any lizards, type of reptiles around, and something did jump off the track. And I thought, I'm going to catch this. I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to get it. I'm going to, you know. And so as I walk around the, the, the ledge and there's a big boulder, I jump down the edge of the boulder. I look down, nothing there. Nothing there. Nothing, nothing for Kui. Just me jumping down off the edge a good couple of meters and swinging on the edge of this tree like a, like a slope, a slide down really quickly mm-hmm. to try to pounce on it. Nothing there. Nothing there. And I'm like, this, this, the size of the sound of the animal I thought would have been maybe a wallaby or a possum or something. Like a decent size, or at least at least five to fifteen kilos in weight, or something. I look down; there's nothing there. I'm thinking, what the fuck? Yeah. But uh, other experiences, we've got some fucking wild ones, eh? Go down further south, south coast of New South Wales, it's called Jervis Bay, and the inland from that is just national parks. This one comes back from the seventies. There was a uh, uh, a crew of Canadians that wanted to come out and find them. They want to come out and do some Bigfoot research, right? And so they come out and they, they found a tour guide that's uh, led, led by horse. So they got their horses. They had rifles, um, set themselves up. They trekked out, but it's a two-day hike to get out to a specific area. And on the way out, they started getting knocks, sounds on the way through, eerie feelings. And then it started getting on the second night, they were trekking out. The horses started to freak out. And there was three Canadians and then the, the, the guide. The, the, I think he was a hunter too at the time. So 
they're all locked and loaded. They're out there, and then the horses get spooked. One of the horses knock one of the Canadians off. He actually breaks his leg. And so the guide's like, we are fucking out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, we got no radio. It was at the time, you know, they didn't have good communications. They just, they just left it. So he, the tour guy's like, I'm going to ride back. You guys camp up here. Here's all the gear. I'm going to run out. I'll go and get a helicopter. We'll come out. We'll pick you up. He leaves. And then as the sun sets and it gets dark, it gets really freaky and they all freak out. And so they're like, well, we'll set you up in the camp. Here's your rifle. Here's some extra ammunition and some food. We're, we're, we're getting the fuck out of here. And so they all left him. Uh, they got the broken leg? Yeah. <laughs> fucking... Well, they they thought like nothing of it, right? stuff onto people theoretically. Like it, it's a possibility that these yeah, Yowie can actually. almost like, or, or like we maybe we have some kind of sixth sense when it comes to to Yowie, you know, or like Bigfoots. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people that, are get a yeah. weird feeling before experiences, you know. Yeah, hundred percent. So they, yeah, that's that's what I was suggesting before with with, with the tractor. What, what, what was I feeling a a a low a low pulse sound from the from the machines coming from their engines through the ground or, or even in the water in the ground? Or was I, I actually getting projected that feeling that I'm going to jail? Because the only thing I could associate it with was that police were going to rock up and they're just going to come and arrest me because I've, I've done something. That's, that's what I got. That's the feeling that I got. The fear, the fear was just palpable. I didn't know why I was feeling it. But uh, these guys, I mean, the guy had a broken leg. He couldn't move. So whether he's fucking heart was racing as well with the other guys but they left him they just yeah like you said they some like the other guy he passed out he was missing one sock and his undies are on backwards so something you're right there is some type of this this is that the guy in the uk the, the um the guy that's seen the bigfoot that was jumping mm-hmm. he had he had missing time from that event so yeah 100 I, I, I agree yeah these these dudes may have just for some reason that were told by them that you are going to leave. And so they got up and left and they left him. And then uh, the next night they come out with a helicopter or the, the, the next morning and they just found a bloodbath. They found an empty gun and they found bits of his body scattered throughout the bush. Wow. Now these wow. guys are Canadian. And so they got taken back to the airport. They got interviewed by the feds. And then kicked out of the country. They're never allowed to come back. The tour guide, the Australian tour guide, was told to shut the fuck up and uh, you don't have your tour guide license anymore. So I don't know what's happened to him, but if there is some way to actually get back into contact with the people in Canada who may, may have known about this event, um, fuck, I want to know about it. <laughs> Just another idea as far as the uh, camouflage thing goes too that I've been kind of thinking about lately is... uh just to make it sound more realistic instead of somebody just going completely invisible. Like humans can only see, I think it's what, like one or seven, something like that percent of the light spectrum. So there's a lot of colors that we can't comprehend. So that being said, who's to say that Yahweh or Bigfoot may not have like a chameleon type ability where it's not that they go invisible, but they become a color that's uncomprehendable by the human eye. And that's why he was kind of like half disappearing. Like you were saying in that one story was it, he was just becoming a color that's incomprehendible by the human eye. I know, because we've got, say, uh, do you know Graham Hancock, 
the author? Yeah. Ancient, Ancient America and everything. Mm-hmm. He came out here. He came out here and uh, he had uh, uh, um, the elder, the clever man elder that he met was, was Kano, Kano Walker. And uh, there's some videos of him still on the internet. Um, it's very bad for Aboriginals to have their name spoken or photos taken or their face seen after death. Um, so remember that when you're watching it. But there, he, he's out there. Um, he introduced Graham Hancock to first ceremony on, onto country. So you're supposed to uh, have a smoking ceremony, mm-hmm. remove the spirits, let the spirits from the land recognize you, and then you can go on the land without trouble. Right, so even even with certain yaois and things like that, you sing to them and they'll leave you alone. As long as you know the song, they're gonna leave you alone. So there is a respect and a a a law l o r e that exists between man and these other entities, this other realm, like the yaois, Bigfoot, um, sabe sabe in the in the American language, in the Indian languages around. Oh, it's not Canada. I think it's the Midwest. Don't I'm not I don't think it's the name for the Cherokee, but one of the other names, the Indian name is the Sabe. It's A B E or S A B A E Sabe. It's an Indian name for them. Um fuck, what was I going with that? So you're Just, talking uh, about uh like different uh like like the, the song that you know can kind of keep them away and you're talking about the different legends oh like a law yeah that the, the law form yeah there's like uh this this carno walker uh during the ceremony they all said show, show us a trick show us something that, that that you can do and he literally just disappeared in front of them and then came out from behind them right so he actually performed the invisibility Disappeared and reappeared. Yeah, yeah. You could, yeah, yeah. This actually, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he speaks about it. it. Might be in one of his books, but the the guy that actually took him there, who's here, that describes this event. And it was in front of multiple people, and uh, and no one had any. No one wanted to ask him how it happened because when you go and talk to this guy, you just look through your soul, right? Like he would have that. The way that a Yowie would look at you, you know, a Bigfoot, these, these perceived ideas that they look through your soul, right? This dude could do the same, you know. He's, he's a shaman. A clever man is pretty much a shaman, right? But without the drugs, this, this, the, the Aboriginals here, they don't do it with the drugs. They're, they naturally have it and then they're excelled at it. So they're selected because of their gifts. They're, they're, they already perceive these gifts. But um, anyway, he, um, someone finally asked him the next morning, said, how did you, how did you do that? And he's like, it's easy because everyone has, everyone can do it. Everyone has this ability. He's like, do you see that? Do you see that curtain over there? And the guy looks around. And he's like, no. what curtain? What do you? And he's like, well, see, I just walk behind that curtain that you can't see. Huh. <laughs> That's Dude, it's his, almost like a different they, they, veil of reality. That's how I'm interpreting that. Like he has, like, like he knows, yeah. understands the ability of how to just like walk through the actual veil of reality. Yeah, ex- exactly right. So it's, fuck, oh, I don't know, man. Does that mean that, like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Is, 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 is it electrical? Is it real? Do they actually, do they commit, like, a chameleon 
has like a consciousness within each one of its cells to be able to control each cell individually. There's a certain amount of consciousness that it's be able to project in. So its consciousness might be able to um, be aware from its own cells rather than its brain or it's, it, 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 does that make sense? Yeah. yeah it's it's like, like such a, like mycelium. It's like mycelium. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my, mycelium in, in, uh, for mushrooms. The actual entity itself is, it's everywhere at once. So whether, whether they have, like, is it, that just means like a materialistically in a physical realm, are they able to electrically vibrate their, their cells or their, their particles to be able to phase them out of our existence? Almost like when you can wave your hand fast enough, it disappears. You know? It goes, starts going into quantum physics where they talk about theoretically, if something pushes into another object long enough that the, uh, the cell, the atoms will start to like They'll line up each other, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's like going into like a whole concept of like the physics, essentially that these like shamans may have a yeah. totally different understanding of it where we're, we're looking at it from like a science perspective, but they're looking at it from like more of a spiritual perspective. And that may be another reason why humans have been so pushed far away from like spiritual yeah, ideas that's, and from nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't want us to know we have these kinds of abilities, you know, the more you push people into the cities and technology and all that kind of shit, eventually people start to evolve to not, necessarily mm, have all that's, these abilities you know because we're relying on yeah. technology for them instead of having them within ourselves that's there that's so then then it's it's yeah i mean it's almost like what they talk about with magic isn't it the whole idea of like it, it actually being a technology that just seems magical to us uh, in incomprehensible but it is actually a technology you know or a uh a biological technology but apparently when you uh that the nose the way the smell uh, the way we smell is on a quantum level. So your nose actually hears the vibrations of the particles to understand what it is. It doesn't actually fit a particular hole in, 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 the, in the membrane of the nose to pick up a particular particle. So they, they figured this out with arsenic. I think it was either arsenic or cyanide and almonds. Now, they thought if it's got to do with weight or the shape of the particle – the, the molecule that they would actually smell different. The nose would register arsenic cyanide. I think it's cyanide different to almonds because the almond molecule is much heavier vice versa than the arsenic, but they smell the same, but they worked out that they are actually the frequencies between the particles. So the electrons interacting with each other, and the gaps between the particles is what the nose picks up. So there's there's a there's a it's it's, it's not it's not the 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 atomic weight of the particle that the nose smells. It's actually the interactions between them. So that's the quantum realm. So it's the vibrations, the 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 vibrational frequency of cyanide and almonds are harmonically exactly the same. So our nose picks up on that as being the same smell. So our nose actually hears smell. It doesn't actually smell it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, dude, that's it's weird. That like, it seems like everything comes back to vibrations. Like it seems like our reality could be built up by different vibrations. Even like you know, you think about the way we see light. It's different vibrating frequencies. It's how we pick up on light. So even like our vision comes back in a way to different like forms of frequency. Yeah. Now, like, uh, is that why we make music rather than? 
say, see the veil. Like once again, we're trying to create these, these rhythms and these frequencies on the outside of ourselves rather than on the inside. So that goes into the DMT concepts about people saying that there's like DMT entities that almost like create realities with their, with their words and with their voices. And then that kind of goes back into that whole like theoretical magic reality. Wow. We're calling it magic just because we don't understand it. But once we understand it, we have mm. to for it. You know, we'll call it something different. It's almost like alchemy becoming chemistry in a sense. You know, you look at it as magic, yeah. it's understood, and it becomes like a science. And maybe we just haven't gotten to that point with all this other stuff. But it's maybe very easily explainable once we start to understand it. And we'll be like, damn, how did we not get this? But realistically, mm. we did know it from the beginning. And we just pushed away from it because we, you know, we're starting to look at things in a more materialistic sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's it comes back to how they say uh, the Janjiti, the more spirit realm, but the big ones, they're different again. It's the Aboriginals, they say this, right? The big ones, they're different again, yeah, right? Now, the big ones, as I said, that they were involved with the with the transition of the spirit of the first dead man, the, the first death of man. The Yowie was directly involved. So like you're saying, DMT entities seem to be there to develop, create our reality around us, right? Is that not what this is? I mean, this could all be tied into that kind of stuff too, honestly, because it could just be like, a, you know, something that's yeah. two-dimensional can see one-dimensional, but it can't see three-dimensional. Something that's three-dimensional can see two-dimensional and first-dimensional, but it can't see fourth-dimensional. Yeah, that's, or maybe there's something that's more like fifth dimensional. Well, that's, that's comes back to the, the, the DNA changes between us and them at that 50,000 year mark. What I, what, what I possibly may, maybe I've got uh, just, just a, you know, an amusing an idea that uh, say a non-spiritual entity ended up on earth and tried to genetically modify us for whatever reason something went wrong and the genetic sequences that they created breached the veil and then consciousness from a higher place was then kidnapped by accident by the creation, the genetic manipulations that was taking place here and almost, almost created a tunnel or like a, a like a wormhole. Like there, yeah across realms across veil across across different veils that when they when they when these aliens came here with un, unbeknownst to, to spirit and understanding these things created an entity here being us and these other yaois and other maybe some other entities that they created but by accident actually sucked fucking higher consciousness into us it's just by sheer accident you know what i mean they <laughs> breached the veil by accident genetically and now it's encoded into us. And then they made us like them. They made, us, they made us like the gods. And now we've got this higher consciousness and understanding that we need to be custodians of this place. And we need to look after it in some way. You know, we're, we're like an immune system for the planet. But we from this higher consciousness. Along the way, we yeah, maybe that's why the aliens you know? are still here now. They're like, oh, fuck, what have we done? We've created this entity that's now... What the fuck are these spirit ghost things? Well, we, they, they, they've never experienced these things. And all of a sudden, they created us. And they're like, oh, shit, fuck, I've got to kick that out of them. Don't tell them they're going these fucking things. But then for whatever reason, the Yowies, they, uh, I don't know, the, the, the Sasquatch, this, the old tribes, the hairy men, they, they managed to, I don't know. 
the, where the, they left the line. The difference could be too is that maybe we all kind of did start off at the same point, and then it's split where one stayed understanding these things and uh, going into like more of like the natural aspect of things, which is why they understand how to naturally work the veil versus like us again going into the more materialistic sense of things where we lost their abilities or not we lost make the, forgot the abilities yeah. yeah because we're we're more concerned with trying to make like a new veil or like a reality within the reality where they're you know have an understanding mm. that this reality is something that they can actually manipulate where we think that we can't manipulate this reality so we are trying to create another reality within that reality that's right so that that's right yeah i yeah and that's that's the human drive that's the human drive the human desire of like we want to know who are we and where did we come from and that's why we fucking make everything else around us. We even make houses and make comfortable fucking clothes for ourselves so we can think a little bit longer about who the fuck are we, where did we come from? If we already knew those things, like they say maybe these Sasquatch Bigfoot things, they might already know these things. So they didn't even particularly fucking have a shower. They walk around naked. They don't, why the fuck do I need clothes when I know everything about myself? I just do what I want to do. I live in the moment. I'm fucking naked. You run. You know what I mean? Yeah, literally. Yeah, you can do <laughs> but, whatever you want. But for us, reality. it's closed. Yeah, we've literally been fucking hoodwinked, and we're like, like with amnesia, the same as uh, that Graham Hancock says it. Because we're a species with amnesia. It's actually been fucking silenced in us, and then we're like running around, like, okay, if this is the case, and this is the case, if A equals B, that means I can do something with C. And then you make C and then you're like, now I can go to E, F, G. You, you know what I mean? We slowly accumulate things to try to find out where we came from on the yeah, outside. Just asking the, the people that have an understanding for these things, we like almost like demonize like shamans and different people or make them look like mm. they're crazy. It stops the drive. They may understand shit way more than we could ever even possibly yeah. understand shit. We need to sit down and actually start listening to these people. I mean, our community definitely mm. listens to these people, but like, the rest of the world definitely like passes off shamans. Like there's some kind of woo woo bullshit, but that may not be the case. Even the slightest, they may have a better understanding of everything that we can't even begin mm. to, you know, comprehend because we just push ourselves so far away from that. Or we look at all that kind of stuff. Like it's bullshit, you know, well, not mm, us, mm. but the world in general, you know? Oh, see that that's, that, that's the other thing. The, the, the amount of experiences that I've been listening to, it, like I've specifically gone out of my way, look to try to find Australian, um, you know, keep Australia proud, mate. Fucking, <laughs> but um, you know, there is. There's. I, I found a couple of good channels. There's one uh, like podcasts. There's a uh, Yowie Central. Um, there's the uh, the Yowie Hunters, which is the AR uh, AYR, the Australian Yowie Research Center. Um, but they go through as the um, the Yowie Hunters. They're on YouTube with all their phone. Um, vetted phone calls of people's experiences and then they do go out for some of them and do investigations and this is this is Australia wide this this is like the best um, the the biggest network in Australia for like Bigfoot sightings and stuff like this um, but the Yowie Central and the other one is the Believe podcast is another good one they also put UFO and other paranormal experiences in their in their channels and there's thousands thousands and thousands and thousands and like i like there's a guy at work that's had experience when he was only young yeah he ran past his his the, the car and stole the fish when they went fishing he was only young so he was staying in the car and then there was uh um an electrician i met 
same same like at work this is this is over a period of like two years just asking random people about these events and they will turn around and tell you someone that they know has had some type of experience and i'm like that's a huge amount of a number it seems like it's a lot more prevalent down there in australia than it is anywhere else in the world just from our conversations that we've had and the things that you've shown me that you've even personally seen yeah um apparently i'm in a fucking room this is like ground zero for things. <laughs> i've only I mean, like i said I've only, only, i've had all of these experiences but i've just brushed them off i thought fuck you know it's it's a growl in the bush i don't fucking know and uh, but then i always thought about it and it wasn't until now that like someone's mentioned oh maybe a koala and koalas can sound pretty fucking ferocious but their lung capacity is just nothing like a like a yowie three times as big as ours as a human, like to make a growl that long, koala can't even manage that. There's nothing in Australia that can growl significantly and deep enough for the growl that I heard in the middle of the fucking night when I was about nine years old. Right. And, uh, it growled twice and it ju- I just stopped in my tracks and I'm looking over to the just sheer blackness at the edge of the bush. And I'm, it was, it was as if it like no one else had heard it. It was pinpointed at you, you know, it, it's, that's, it was very, very weird. It was very um, communicative, emotive. It was very emotive. It, 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 it wasn't just a sound of a growl of like a dog or something. And you're just like, well, I better watch myself. It was like, it was, at, it was like talking to you, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I, I looked around, looked back at the camp and then I looked back at the car. I was, we were caving that day down in a place called uh, Bungonia. Bungonian caves mm-hmm. and there's uh i mean there's even a cave there that goes 200 meters deep there's one that used to be used as a cathedral um so there's uh, some pretty wild caves there most of them are closed now because the bats bat shit guana Gu- guano and, is it um, the case or do they start finding some weird shit in these caves and they just try to play it off like maybe 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 i mean this one that goes 200 meters deep is actually some of them are, uh, like uh stalagmites growing up and then a ladder going across the top and they're going down the side of the other. So if you fall, you, you know, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, um, it was very cool. It was very cool. Very fun. You know, we're only young. Um, me, brothers and come up, friends and shit, parents going caving. But that night we camped and uh, yeah, it was itchy. We had the big, you know, the big overalls on, the helmets and everything else and clothes underneath. And um, I want to go and get changed because it's itchy. So uh, the car was probably about, I'd say about 50 to 100 meters. So 100 meters, about 300 feet. So maybe 100, 100 feet, 200 feet. And I got halfway and I'm, I'm out of the shadow of, of the fire, but I'm in the clearing. And then the car was parked right on the edge of the bush line. And I'm getting towards the car, I get halfway, and there was a growl from the bush over 50 meters. And uh, yeah. So then um, we had. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting closer to this car and there was a growl. So I, yeah, stopped dead in my tracks, man. I, I couldn't, I look back at the camp. I look back at the car and I'm like, but I'm, I really want to get changed. Hey? <laughs> and so I took another two steps and then bang, it growled again. And it was, it was a little bit louder, a little bit more intended. Like, and I just instantly turned around and went back to the camp and I'm like, I sat down, I'm like, there's, there's something they're like, look at me. What, why did you get changed? You know, you, you're fucking going on about it. I'm like, uh, there's, there's something, there's something growling out there. There's something over there. 
ah, there's nothing there. Don't worry about it. There's nothing there. And I'm like, there's, there's something. I'm going to my mole's brother. I'm going, there's something over there. So I like, yeah, we want to come out again. You don't want to make them think we're scared, you know? And uh, I just totally forgot about it, you know? And, uh, and it, but it always sucked me all the way to this day. And I thought that was something that I cannot explain. Dude, there's all those until... moments that kind of stick with you. And it's like, it makes you wonder mm-hmm. your whole life. And there's a reason why they stick with you is because may, they are linked to something bigger than you may even realize they are. It's kind of like a lot of paranormal experiences kind of linking that back to what we were saying too, is that like a lot of people have them and they just brush them off easy. And then years later in their life, they're like, wait, that wasn't normal. Why, why was that? No, like that's that? right. Yeah. That's, why that's right. Yeah. There's a reason, you know, there's like a different ambiance to it, you know? Mm. That's why we need to get this out. This, this is the point because I mean, um, people who have these experiences, they kill themselves. They just cannot fucking deal with it. It, it's, it breaks the reality. You, know? you join the club of no return. Uh, there's, there's no returning from, you can't delete that memory, you know? Ignorance is bliss, my and, friend. Um, I say that all the time. Mm. Yeah, I, I, like, I, if, if, if it was more traumatic, I've have, I have heard, like, there, there is stories of people committing suicide after these things. They never return back to the bush again. They, they give up their livelihoods. They, they're never right, never quite right again. And um, it's sad to think that people get denied that, you know, all they do is like uh, you come to terms with that and you come to reality and then other people accept you for that. Same as like, a, a, you know, all, the, all these other particular genders and whatnot getting fucking stereotyped and everything else, right? It's the same as this, man. Like people fuck, get fucked up. They have these experiences. Shadow men at the end of their bed every night. You can't sleep. Bigfoot experiences that they stay every night you know they come into your fucking head and fuck with your head every night you know attachments from these things too it's um fucking wild man but what we're doing we need to uh try and get the awareness uh, awareness out look if people aren't going to put signs up to say that there's things out there and not come to terms with that and, and you're out there with a the family and something happens you know could have some kind of responsibility for it a bit you know as a community <laughs> Dude, that's why half the reason i started this podcast man is i had like shadow people experiences and I had uh, like dream travel experiences and I never found anybody mm. to relate with when it came to those types of things. Everybody looked at me like I was crazy. And then I found this community and now we're getting the word out about all these different types of things. And it's like, I always say it, it's in the intro to the show, man. Fact is stranger than fiction. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. discernment, discernment's always a good thing. There's, there's nothing wrong with discernment, but um, yeah, yeah, that needs to come to a kind of a, um, an understanding that there is something else out there and that, it's something else that we could reach for too. True. You know, it's, um, yeah. So we're starting to get to the end of the show here. Um, I'd love to have you come back on for another show, you know, because we could probably talk about this Yowie stuff for hours, man. We did it a little bit on the international chat and I'd love to do just another one-on-one mm. kind of doing some more of this kind of stuff. But uh, one thing yeah, I always yeah. like yeah. to leave my guest with is uh, words, words of wisdom from the guest or from the guest to the listeners. So is there any words of wisdom that you would like to bestow onto the listeners? Get back out in the wild. Get in contact with nature again. Exactly. Go on. Uh, you got to know uh, uh, there's all these trees and plants and herbs and everything else around you that um very beneficial to you. And uh, the more you the the more you eat straight from nature, the more that you will get in contact with it. That's <laughs> what I can say. It's uh it's a hundred percent. I mean, it's it's hard living in cities, but if you go out there and you can get something that is, um, 
you eat from that place that you walk on is something special to it, you know. Not 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 growing, not horticulture, but just something that's out there is going to get you more in contact with it. And I think that nature itself and these other entities and these other spirits and whatever is around you will respect you more for it, give you favor, you know. It's a connection. Give nature favor, it'll give it to you. It's a connection back yeah. with nature and the land that you come from. That's what it comes down to because everybody has mm. roots more so, not even just a metaphor to where you live. And people need to start understanding there's a connection between you and all the other plants and everything that's around you more and more mm. way deeper than you really think that it is. Yeah. Try it. Go and do some research, find the local plants, uh, even from natives, go and find out some, some, some of the, some, some of your native communities and see what they, they cherish because there's things that they cherish out there. And then you'll start to harmonize with the areas around you, the actual local environments around you. And you, you know, the, they're, they're spirits. You don't have to go looking for them. They're everywhere. As long as you yeah. respect them, they'll show themselves to you. Yeah, that's right. Give, give favor, give favor. You don't need to see them. It's not to prove anything, but it's trying. You, you, you'll, you'll benefit from it. <laughs> so uh, to wrap up a little bit here, um, if anybody did want to contact you for any reason, be it, you know, sharing some stories with you or they just are interested in the type of things that you look into, uh, how would, how would somebody come and find you if, if you want them to find you? That is. It's uh, Twitter. It's mad war ground. I, I talk shit, but yeah, I'll gladly talk anything. <laughs> and uh, mines, mines.com is good. Um, not on there too often, but uh, it's uh, it's another one I'm waiting for more people to get onto it a bit more. But it's um, I, I haven't I haven't dived into it too much, and there are different abilities, but um, so it seems pretty good so far. Being decentralized and you know, cryptocurrency based, you get paid for the, the content that you can put on there. Um, I think it's a bit tricky to get your, your coins off there or whatnot, but it's, um, yeah, it's good. I want to see if uh, we can actually do this kind of stuff on that, on mines eventually one day. But um, for now, yeah, just Twitter and mines, really. And I'll add them into the link at the bottom too. But it's been yeah, an awesome conversation. Uh, all grub. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You, you Great fun, man. Again. No, I, was, I say it's uh, at grub12321 uh, on Twitter. And uh, I think it's... Uh, same grub cunt on uh, mines, I think. <laughs> K-U-N-C. I'll add, the, I'll add the links in the description too for anybody. I think yeah, I'll have to send it. Yeah, <laughs> Make it a little bit easier. But like I was saying, man, I'd yeah. love to have you back on the show soon. Uh, unfortunately, I, yeah, I got to yeah. get going myself. Um, but, you know, as usual, I'm sure I'll be talking to you on Telegram. Yeah, and, yeah uh, you know. Oh, Telegram too. Yeah, yeah, grub on, yeah, I'm on that too. Yeah, you can put that. And uh, for all the listeners that appreciate this conversation with Grub, I'm going to try to get him to join the uh, Inquiries of Our Reality chat. So hopefully Grub will also be involved on that. So for all the listeners that are already on that, look for Grub. He's a great guy. I love talking to this guy. Nice, brother. Thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for uh, yeah, all the listeners who, uh, who stuck around. I hope you enjoyed the conversation, and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Have a good night, everybody. Say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.